0: You're listening to Parenting with Emotional Intelligence, a subset of the Living and Leading with Emotional Intelligence podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Nicole, the founder of Catalyst for Change, LLC, Generation EQ, and author of The EQ Deficiency, If you find the information in this podcast valuable and want to learn more about how you too can incorporate these essential skills in your family's lives, I welcome you to contact me personally and we can have a chat. You can find my personal calendar link and contact information in today's show notes. Delay Consequences, Empty Threats, and Empty Promises These commonly used behavioral management techniques, which in the moment may seem to put a stop to your child's poor behavior or prevent an emotional meltdown, are doing more harm than good. As effective as they may seem for now, these strategies are actually threatening the amount of trust and respect that your child has for you and will likely make managing poor behavior more difficult in the future. Let's break down each of these one at a time, starting with empty threats. Empty threats tend to work better with younger children than older children. And that is not me endorsing this technique with younger children, but simply to point out that as your child grows older, they are more likely to become privy to your lack of follow through. So they no longer fear the fruition of the threatened consequence. For example, you might tell your four-year-old that if they don't stop doing whatever it is they're doing, that you're going to give their tablet away to a more deserving child. And this fear of losing their tablet forever may halt their behavior within seconds. Versus if you said, if you don't stop, I'm going to take your tablet away. They may still plead and act out because they know that when you say, take it away, that that absence is only temporary. And if reacting and ramping up their negative behavior has proven to cause you to give in to them in the past, they may take that risk and act up. However, when you threaten to take something away altogether, they know there is more on the line and it's likely not worth rebelling against. And that increased risk of losing something altogether or more extreme types of punishment is why I believe these exaggerated tactics tend to work so well. However, if you employ this technique for the sake of trying to avoid headache or anxiety, it will likely create more problems and regret in the long run. On the more extreme end, empty threats can cause emotional trauma, While the threat may seem way too exaggerated for your child to believe in your opinion, to them, it may seem very real, especially if they're a young child. For instance, I once heard a mother say to her child that was throwing a tantrum in the middle of a supermarket that she was going to leave since he never listened and always caused her problems. She went as far as to pull out her cell phone and pretend that she was calling someone to take him away from her. After a hysterical and hyperventilating plea from the child for her not to leave and that he promised that he would be better, she dropped the threat. Even if she later told him that she never intended to leave him and let social services take him away— there's a good chance that that event left an emotional scar on that child. No matter how big or small, an empty threat can lead to resentment, a lack of trust, and or respect. I've mentioned this in previous episodes about how some parents will tell me that their child is more well-behaved with strangers or with another parent or guardian than they are with them, and they just don't understand why. This is because this parent has likely used so many empty threats that the child has lost respect for them and no longer fears the conveyed consequences. Lack of follow-through can also lead a child to believe that they are more in power and in control than the adult, which may cause an increase in poor behavior and rebellion. All you have to do to avoid the negative effects or consequences of empty threats is to just stop making them. Do what you say, say what you mean, and don't do or say anything that you will regret or feel like will cause harm, both emotionally or physically, to your child. Next, let's talk about delayed consequences. Delayed consequences are often the backup to empty threats. For example, If you no longer believe that you can manage your child's behavior with threatening consequences, you may use yet another threat for warning the enforcement of someone else. For example, the classic, you just wait until your father or mother gets home, aka the person that they know doesn't play games and will enforce rules and punishment. The problem with delayed consequences is that one, you now believe that you've lost the authority as a parent or guardian because your child is displaying behavior that conveys disrespect or lack of trust. So you feel like you've lost control because in a sense, you have lost the ability to influence your child. Number two, you are placing that responsibility of disciplinarian onto another person who wasn't present during the incident, especially if it happened at home. So they have no insight to the child's reaction, potential unmet needs, or fears, and are basing the consequences likely off of the other parental figure's perspective. And three, the child will likely experience more agony through anticipating consequences than the actual punishment itself. Poor behavior should be dealt with in the moment. And the last thing that I want to address is empty promises. I don't think any parent, at least I hope not, would intentionally make an empty promise. Many of us have made empty promises, and we do this either when, one, we don't feel like the promise will ever have to be acted on. For instance, if you have a child who's a C- student who is constantly failing to turn in their assignments and refuses to study for tests, that was me when I was a kid, then you may promise to get them a puppy if they can make straight A's for the year, the entire year. Now, in your mind, you don't believe that that will happen and have no intention of getting a puppy. However, you made this promise because you hope that it will motivate them enough for them to do better, maybe not straight A's, but to do better and put more effort into their schoolwork. You still plan on rewarding them, However, it will not be in the form of an expensive, decade-long commitment like a dog. But what happens when they surprise you and make straight A's? How are you going to tell them that they have to settle for a gerbil or a goldfish because you never intended on getting a dog? Another reason that we make empty promises is due to circumstances and priorities, Again, this is likely unintentional, and we usually feel terrible about breaking our promises. However, it doesn't change the disappointment that the child or potentially someone else feels. A hallmark example is when a parent has to miss something important to the child, like a game or a recital, due to work, and promises that they'll make the next one, only to miss it again. When this happens over and over again, it can cause children to feel unimportant. It can also lead to distrust and negatively impact your relationship. And again, we don't just do this with children. We can do this with our peers. How many times have you committed to something and not followed through with it? I know I have. Again, not intentionally. However, when the time came to follow through, for me personally, in many cases, I was consumed with myself and my personal wants and needs. I told myself, ah, I don't feel like it. I really don't want to. Um, you know, I have too much to do. I would rarely have a good excuse for why I didn't follow through with my commitment. And why do I bring this up? Because we can put a stop to all of these empty promises, threats, and delayed consequences that are not serving us or our relationship with either our children or others. When we talk about emotional intelligence, it's important to be aware of these routine behaviors or habits and ask ourselves, what is our objective in regards to our techniques and strategies? Is it to teach a lesson or is it to easily put a stop to bad behavior without putting any energy into trying a more effective long-term approach? Or is it to avoid disappointment and uplift others' spirits and provide hope through promising something that we may not be able to follow through with or choose to keep when the time comes? Emotional intelligence and, more importantly, self-awareness, which is the foundation of emotional intelligence, helps us to become more attuned to the feelings and needs of ourselves and others by avoiding techniques that we've Discuss today, which allows us to mitigate disappointment or aid in bad habits and poor behaviors. On the next episode of Parenting with Emotional Intelligence, I'm going to pick up where this conversation left off by talking about how to reverse the negative effects of empty threats and promises and rebuild that trust and respect with your child or anyone else for that matter. But until next time, until then live and lead with an open heart and an open mind. Thanks for listening.